You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further, our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about Sunday one step further. And uh, my name is Matt Nickerson. I'm your host for today, and I'm excited to kind of bring you just a really quick thought related to Sunday's topic. So I'm sitting here. It's Monday. It's the Monday before election 2020. So depending on when you're listening to this, you may or may not be anxious about what tomorrow will bring. There's a lot of people that I know of in our world today who are very stressed, very anxious about what is going to happen next. And it brings up a great question that Jesus asks us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. He asks us this, can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Let that one sink in for just one second. Can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Now, what Jesus is trying to get to is worry is a natural byproduct in a world where you don't understand who is the king. That's what we talked about on Sunday, that God said in 2 Samuel chapter 7, one day he would send a king and of his kingdom, there would be no end. Well, really throughout Isaiah and other passages throughout the Old Testament, we're told what the kingdom was going to look like. Then Jesus shows up in this chapter in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6, these two chapters are what we call the Sermon on the Mount, where we learn how the people in the kingdom are to live as well as what the king of that kingdom will do. And this is a fascinating passage because essentially Jesus is exposing in all of us this propensity towards fear and worry. He even goes on and he says, look, The reality is today has enough worries of its own. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to happen no matter where you are today. Tomorrow's going to happen. And there's not a lot that you could do to stop it or slow it down. It's coming. And so all you could do is focus on today. Today. I think sometimes when we think too much about tomorrow, when we worry too much about tomorrow, what happens to us is we miss what God is doing right here, right now. In the earlier passages, just a couple right before it, Matthew chapter 5, 25, Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. (laughs) It's not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. Again, Jesus is exposing our propensity to worry about daily things. Uh, Is your life not more important? He goes on, actually, and he says this in verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So understand, again, using this concept of king and kingdom for a second, the king's job is to protect and provide and set up systems that are healthy for people. Well, Jesus is letting you know that as God is a king, and actually Jesus is the king, as that is the case, he takes care of the birds and the flowers. One Christian musician I used to enjoy a lot, um, he had a song and he said, if the birds and the flowers survive, we're going to make it okay. And what a great line that is, because it's a reminder to us, right? Like when you look outside right now and the, the trees' leaves are changing colors, like give your thought for a second, like how do I make that happen? Well, you can't, but God did. And oh, by the way, the leaves are falling and guess what they're going to do next spring? They're going to grow and they're going to come back again. Can you do anything about that? Nope. Can't do anything about that. It's just going to happen. Why? Because God's showing up on time to make sure that the trees, the leaves, the flowers, the birds, the animals, they're all going to be okay. 
One of my favorite books in the entire Bible is the book of Job. And Job actually goes through these multiple chapters where he's angry at God. Life is falling apart. Everything is hard and it's struggling and it's difficult and it's complex. And uh, he's wrestling with God. And, and, and his wrestling starts to turn to blaming. And like, okay, God, I've, I've done my part. Why aren't you doing yours? It's basically book of Job summarized. Well, God shows up at the end of the book and he's like, okay, Job, I'm going to ask you some questions and uh, you're going to answer me because you've been questioning my integrity. You've been questioning my character. So what's your answer, Job? And then he goes on. What's fascinating to me is what God says next. And it's like, Job, where were you when I put this, the storehouses of snow in their place? And where were you when I laid the boundaries of the sea and said, no longer, no further will you go? Where are you, Job, when the lion is hungry in the middle of the, you know, the, the wilderness and I'm feeding it? Where were you, Job? Can you explain to me why the ostrich does this and the horse does that? Do you understand the stars and this and that? He just starts going through all these things of creation. And, and Job, do you realize all the things that I'm doing to make sure that everything is taken care of? And you don't need to hear that as, and Job, I'm busy. I'm really busy, Job. I don't have time for you. I'll get to you, but right now I'm busy with lions and stars and snow. No, 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 no. It's Job, if I could take care of all those things simultaneously all the time, don't you think I'm big enough to take care of you? That you don't understand everything you think you understand? That even if things don't go the way you think they ought to go tomorrow, that God is still God? He's still seated on his throne? It's going to be okay? So in verse 28, he says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Ah, let that sit good for a minute. That's a, that's a little bit of a rebuke, a little bit of a sting. If you're feeling really anxious, overwhelmed, scared, depressed about what's going to happen next with the presidency, don't be. I am not saying, I want to be clear, that a, a person can't become president and do evil things and, and, and turn our nation towards evil. That absolutely could happen. I'm only saying that even if that happens, will God cease to be good? Will he cease to be good enough to take care of you? I mean, he does make sure that all the birds and the flowers and the sun and the moon and everything else is taken care of. Is he still good enough and big enough to take care of you even when life is hard? Jesus goes on and he says, so do not worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He knows. Do you hear that? He knows. One of my favorite uh, things I learned, and I've said this so many times as a pastor, is uh, years ago I was studying Abraham. And uh, when Abraham is commanded by God to sacrifice Isaac, and he takes him up on the mountain, and he's about to sacrifice his son, and, and even Isaac asks him, like, you know, God, where's the sacrifice? And, God's, and Abraham goes, God will provide. You know, it's like, this is an awkward moment. And uh, just as Abraham's about to sacrifice his one and only son, God stops him and says, now I know that you really love me. And then God provides a sacrifice. And this ram comes out of the thicket, and they offer the ram as a sacrifice to God. And um, then at that moment, Abraham gives God a name. And he says, we use this in what we call the transliteration. He says, you are Jehovah Jireh. Uh, in the Hebrew, it's actually Yahweh Yira. I don't know why, I just like the way that sounds better. And it, it, we usually say Jehovah Jireh means my provider. And that's technically correct. But the more literal translation would be something like, you are the God who sees. Or something like, God, I have confidence that you will see to it. I actually like putting those two things together as one phrase. So it sounds something like this. You are the God who sees and will see to it. So what Jesus is reminding us today is God sees your life. God hears your prayers. God knows what's going on in your story. And his job is to see to it. His job is to take care of you. 
which is why Jesus concludes in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. May you be encouraged today to let God be God and you just follow his lead. We'll see you next week.